No, 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 no one. No one gives you fatties like Skippy and Fish. Show me the money. Let's, let's get it rolling. BetQL picking fatties. Hey, welcome back, BetQL picking fatties. It's Wednesday, August twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. I can't believe it's August twenty fourth. Fish and Skippy talking more sports betting. Of course, it's a daily podcast. DBs in Jersey, what up? You can always follow us at Picking Fatties and spread the word, spread the news on downloads. Let's start the show today with a guest. We haven't had a guest on in a while. I'm going to talk a little Commanders and NFC East. We'll talk some week one lines in that division as well. Let's uh, welcome in our man, Pete Haley. Pete's my boy. We've been having Pete on the show for a few years. He covers the Commanders for NBC Sports Washington. He's the man. Petey, he's a big fan too, by the way. He downloads Picking Fatties. He likes to uh, throw cash around. Petey, what's up, buddy? Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever time it is. I appreciate you guys having me on. And yes, I'm a big fan of the show. I especially like when Skip talks about the kitten. That always makes me laugh. <laughs> no kitty. He loves it. <laughs> hey, uh, Pete, It so, just makes me crack up endlessly. So before we talk about um, the commanders and the division, uh, big news here locally, sports media-wise. You have a new boss because Ted Leonsis, who, of course, owns the Caps, the Wiz, the Mystics, um, he is buying, he, he owns Monumental Sports. He's buying NBC Sports Washington, your employer. Big news. Yeah, yeah, it's big news. I don't know how much I can say. I don't know how much I should say. So I'll just uh, point you to my lawyers. And uh, I'm excited about the change. And I can't wait to see what happens in the future. Now, does that start ASAP? Again, uh, I don't know. I, I truly have no idea. We have a meeting coming up in about 15 minutes right. right after picking fatties where we'll learn all the details and I can text you some updates there. But uh, I don't know what any of this means. I'm just here out in Ashburn trying to cover a uh, football team who wants to make the playoffs. All right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm sure it'll all work out. All right. So let's talk about, first of all, commanders. How big of um, a story is Chase Young being out for the first four? How big is that? So it's not big to those of us who follow the team like we were expecting him to miss time, um, but maybe to some fans who are holding out hope that there'd be this miraculous comeback. Seeing him go on the reserved pup list was a little heartbreaking. So he's definitely going to miss four games. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a little more just because we haven't seen him really take a big step in his rehab process. He seems to be doing the same stuff on the side of the field, hasn't gotten to any three-point stances, any sprinting. It's, it's still very general agility work. So what does that mean for the defense? Yes, it's scary. However, this defense played the back half of the season without Chase, and that was where some of their best play happened. So um, hopefully he can get right and be back to his rookie year form, but um, it's going to require some contributions from some lesser-known DNs in his absence. All right, week one lines. Let's start with the Commanders and the Jags. This is one of those games, very very interesting, obviously, because – Doug Peterson was Carson Wentz's coach in Philly. This number has come down. It opened at four, maybe even four and a half. It's down to a field goal. Washington Lane, a field goal at home. Um, how are you feeling about that number? So coming into camp, I was all in on the commanders just pounding the Jaguars. Um, now I'm not nearly as sure. I'm not scared too much about the offense. I think Wentz is going to be okay. I think once they get Samuel and Dotson in the mix, Logan Thomas coming back is a great boost. I think the offense will be able to score, but this defense is just maddening. Can't get off the field on third down, which is an issue all of last year. We've talked about the D-line missing young. It's not like Montez Sweat is 
a perennial pro bowler either. Like he's good, but he hasn't shown the ability to just be a complete beast coming off the edge. So I think it's going to be a high scoring affair. I would take the over without even knowing what it is. And I'm leaning Jaguars just because they have that new coach, uh, unpredictability looks like Trayvon Walker is going to be a huge issue in this offensive line here in Washington has been a little banged up. So I'm, I'm happy to take Jacksonville on that first week line. And I don't feel, uh, too confident that the commanders will be able to blow them out. Like I was heading into training camp. All right. So totals 44. All right. Um, I can see that. I can see that too, with a higher scoring game, you know, Jags are going to be better than, better than even I said too. I think he's got weapons to play with a couple more weapons. You got ETN coming back. You got Kirk as the receipt. I mean, I, I was leaning commanders early too, but now I don't know. And are they going to go down APD? Are they going to go downfield or not? That's the big question I've seen in preseason. I want him to go downfield more with Wentz. Are they going to do that this year? Yes, I, I would hope that this sort of boring preseason offense is a function of them just not wanting to reveal too much. I mean, it was 13, 10 years ago, whatever it was at this point. But with RG3, that offense looked so boring in the preseason and then came out and took the Saints by storm. So I'm not saying, of course, that Wentz is going to be running read option, but I would hope that because Samuel's been in and out, although he's been in a lot more than out recently. Uh, they've had to make up time with McLaurin since he wasn't at OTAs. Logan Thomas just came off the pup list. The offensive line's been in a lot of rotations. I'm hoping that they're just taking their time. They're trying to get some completions on the board, and then come the season, they'll open it up a bit. And don't forget, I've had some people here tell me that while all the attention's on Wentz and the weapons on the outside, they love what they have at running back. They're going to be able to run the ball, they feel like. Now, whether it's Gibson or Brian Robinson for fantasy players out there, I would go with Robinson more so than Gibson right now. But even if you have Gibson as your second guy, of course, you have McKissick there, too. I think this is going to be a pretty balanced offense. They'll use the run to set up the deep pass. And I think you'll see the shots come beginning in September, even if you haven't seen them in August. All right, real quick. Uh, Philly lays four at Detroit. All right, week one. We haven't seen Hurts play much in the preseason, especially after you took that late hit in the preseason game uh, week one. Uh, laying four at Detroit, and I've been watching Hard Knocks with the Detroit Lions. Man, they are fired up. That coaching staff has fired that team up. Could that be dangerous? Could that be a dangerous spot for the Eagles in week one? Yeah, I definitely think it'd be a dangerous spot. Uh, the Hard Knocks boost is something that happens every year. It, like right. whether it's the Buccaneers or the Browns or the Rams with Jared Goff, like you always fall in love with the Hard Knocks team. And the Lions certainly seem to be very feisty, very energetic, and they have a fun coaching staff. But I would be pretty pleased taking the Eagles at four. Uh, you know, that, that environment in Detroit, even if it's week one, I don't think it's going to be too tough. And I think the Eagles, with their upgrades on offense and A.J. Brown and all those defensive draft picks, Jordan Davis, uh, the other, Nicobe Dean, Georgia linebacker, I think they got plenty to take care of the Lions. No problemo. The Eagles went in there last year and absolutely hammered them, if I recall. Yeah. Just yes. hammered them. Uh, all right, real quick before we let you go, Dallas, Tampa. It's the Sunday night game, week one. Pick them. Obviously, Tom Brady's been out doing whatever the fuck he does. So I don't know if he's in Bahamas <laughs> or if he's got a personal issue. We don't know. But um, very interesting. Tampa's offensive line's decimated. Retirement, injuries. Uh, I think he's got three starters out from last year. That ain't good for Tom Brady. Dallas, I thought he was going to retire. I thought he was going because he was going to come back. And I told him, I said, I think he's going to come back and say he doesn't even want to play because without a great offensive line, he's toast up the yep. middle. He is what, toast. What do you think about that, Pete? So we've had a Dallas reporter on our podcast, and from their perspective, a big point of their offseason wants to get tougher. 
Um, Mike McCarthy and that coaching staff felt like their team wasn't physical enough, wasn't hard-nosed enough. And with them playing against Tampa, I think that's a great chance for them to show it. I think it's going to be a big evening for Micah Parsons with the immobile Tom Brady and perhaps an offensive line that's got some new names in there. So I'd take the Cowboys. I think that was the opening game last year, and it came down to maybe a field goal right, right. at the end. So I would, I would lean Dallas. And uh, so I guess that gives me Dallas, yes. Cowboys, yes. Jaguars. And then whatever the Giants are doing, I'll probably just blindly fade them because I don't care much for Daniel Jones or Brian Dayball and his big stupid pickup truck. <laughs> all right uh all right pete we're gonna let you go uh promote your your podcast and your twitter real quick thank you very much yeah twitter is at pete haley h-a-i-l-e-y n-b-c-s the podcast is washington football talk podcast it's a bad name but it's a very good show uh so after you're done listening to pick and fatties come listen to us over there we've got got you covered on everything burgundy and gold and and lastly i'll say for the division i know you guys didn't ask me this but i'll offer up this little strategy see what you think I think it's, uh, you know, there hasn't been a division winner repeat since 2004. Sorry about that horn. That's I'm out, out at Ashburn right now. Uh-huh. Hasn't been a repeat division winner since 2004. So if you believe that trend continues, take the Cowboys out. And right. I don't feel great about the Giants, so you drop them off. If you bet both the Eagles and the Commanders and one of them wins since they're both plus money, you win cash. So that's going to be my strategy for the NFC East uh, division winner. There you go. That's my free play of the day. Love it. love it. We love the freebies, the free fatties. All right, Petey. Hey, enjoy the day, and thanks for the time, and we'll talk to you soon, bro. Yeah, I'd love to come back on anytime. Thank you, and Skip, good to meet you, pal. See you, buddy. Appreciate See you. Ya. All right, that's our buddy Pete Haley. Uh, he's a good dude, and he likes to throw the cash around a little bit. So there you go. That's a that's a good little uh, nugget for, if you know, for futures plays if you want to bet on the division winner. Um, I think I might, with I might school, do that. I kind of like – I kind of like Philly to win the division, but I could see something happening. You know, I could see something different happening. Well, and the other thing is, like he said that week one, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, just don't know if I agree that you can just, some of these teams can just play the way they play in preseason, whether it's defensively, offensively, or whatever. Offensively, it's easier, obviously, but defensively, when these guys are just getting torched and then all of a sudden it's week one and then it matters and all of a sudden they turn up the heat. I just don't know if I always agree with that. So I kind of I can see that Redskin game getting sniffing that over. 24-21 final is not a high scoring game in the NFL anymore. I know. I that, You're seeing that in the preseason. I mean, and, and and with Wentz, again, like I said, I'd like to see him. And maybe that's what the big, you know, maybe that's what they're gonna do because they're checking everything down, obviously, during the, the season. But and they're and they're probably just going to get his house again this weekend by the Ravens, who are going for twenty three state straight preseason games, laying six and a half with a total of forty to the Skins. I love the over. I love it. Um, speaking of fatties, good night last night. Well, three and zero with a push. I thought we we had. I was. I my hand was on the Twitter button. It was literally. I wrote the tweet. I wrote the tweet. The tweet was going to be magical. Here's what the tweet said. It said, it never in the history of the world, 5-0, 0-5, 5-0. just never seen it in all the time I've been doing it ever in the world. And what yeah. happens? I'm ready to hit the tweet because it's did, – did you see the box score? Oh, Four, yeah. 4-1 Seattle, first and second, nobody out, top of the lineup up, and the Nationals bring in doo-doo, poop-a-loop central. And I'm like – I'm getting right. Let me just see the, the, you know, on MLB, you watch it. It'll say in play runs. And I was going to hit tweet. Right. 
What happens? Strikeout. Strikeout. Out. And I was like, you got to be shitting me. They brought in Abbott. Was it Abbott that they brought in? I think so. Whoever was at a 5-0 or 5-2 ERA. You know, when you see it late in the game, they bring guys in with five ERAs or better. Mm-hmm. Did you know this stat? Do you know that the, the, the Nationals have set an all-time MLB record for 40 consecutive starters have not had a win for the 40th consecutive game? They have not had a starting pitcher register a win for the nationals in 40 consecutive MLB, the first time in history of MLB. Really? 40 consecutive starts. So if you go back 40 games, none of those starters have picked up the victory. Wow. That doesn't mean, that. Now that doesn't mean they haven't left and been winning. Right. But they yeah. haven't, they haven't won the game. I got you. They have I not got gotten the victory for 40. It's an MLB record that might never be broken as well. Congratulations to the Nats. Well, and look, Robbie Ray was pitching a no-hitter, and he was dominating the Nats. I knew the Nats weren't going to win the game. I'm su- I'm really surprised that that lineup couldn't get more than four runs. Off oh, the I was so bitter. Mm. But anyway, we still went 3-0 and with the push. And, um, you know, I, the Orioles – I can't believe the Orioles were an underdog of the White Sox. The White Sox lineup is poo-licious. Well, they're just they're – just, I heard – I was watching a show on them specifically about the White Sox and the fact that they're ridiculously talented, but they're the most individual, like, yeah. arrogant, egotistical guys and team as a unit in the MLB right now. And it's an, it's an embarrassment to – that Lou Russo should have been fired last year, but he's an embarrassment. The fact he's, that – He's going to be gone. He'll be he gone. He lets that talent – play so poorly and then you have a team on the other end like the Orioles who were predicted to win zippy a bunch of guys you haven't even heard of and they're just grinding out wins and the White Sox suck well, the whites the White Sox have no power their number three hitter Jimenez hit a bomb last night his seventh he's got right. seven home runs yeah, number three hitter now Tim Anderson's been out for a while that of course hurts them but I don't know why the Orioles would be an underdog to the White Sox, especially at home, when they've got a better record. So Vegas was off on that. Anyway, Orioles plus money win. And then the other games. You were on um, fire. The, when I, I was know, watching I mean, your plays last night, people on Twitter were going wild. They're like check marks near because they were over. So that's why I said, could it be? Because mm-hmm. they were all over early in the game. I mean, not so much the Orioles, but Toronto had nine runs and like a few in Tampa just hammered the Angels. Hammered them 11-1, and Toronto scored eight in the third. So that game was pretty much over. Um, so, yeah, it was a good night. And, uh, you know, we're going to get back on it tonight with some more baseball plays. But I'm glad that people took advantage of it. So what do you got for tonight before we wrap it? You know what? This is <laughs> – I haven't really looked at the numbers. So oh, well, then I'll tweet them. Don't worry about it. I'll tweet I'll tweet them after well, the show. Well, here's, oh, yeah. the, here's the deal. Here's the deal, my friend. All right, just kind of looking at the schedule. It's getaway day, obviously. Wednesdays are usually getaway day. So I'm just looking at the, the starts. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six day games. Can't right? do it. Can't do it. But I've got a couple of those that I'm going to play. So um, why don't Give we? Out? No, 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 no. Why don't we tweet those out? Because I got to look okay. at the numbers. All right. All right. I so we'll tweet number. out today's plays after the show today. I will let people know because they won't. This won't. This will drop soon, but not right away. But I'll let people know. Mm-hmm. Plays will be tweeted today because we had a guest. Bishop was rushing, and you can't rush greatness to mm-hmm. just throw out plays. You need to study and do. You have a formula you need to do, and you need to get to it after this. I will say this: that all of the teams that should have won last night 
and needed to win, they all won. All right, Yankees, Mets, okay, whatever, division leaders. But, hey, how about the Braves creeping up on the Mets? It's now a two-game lead. Oh, that was the seven. Mets are the worst team in base. Didn't I just say the other day the amazing Mets? Now, 48 hours later, they're the worst team. Look at him. He's giving right. me the finger, DB. is. They can't win, people, the Mets. They can't beat anybody. What are they doing? Well, they started Walker instead of DeGrom last night, and they lost. Judge hit number 48. And um, But think about it. All, now, the Cardinals split a doubleheader. That's fine. But Orioles beat the White Sox. Phillies had to come back and, and win and beat the Reds. They got to do that. Rays pounded the Angels. Giants beat the Tigers. Blue Jays beat the Sox. Uh, who else? Astros, they beat the Twins. The Twins are dead. They are just did that. Guardians. Surprised. How about the Guardians? The Guardians are going to win that division. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Big underdog early to start the year on that. Went into San Diego. Of course, the Padres lose. They, oh, they suck. And Why then the Dodgers that? pummeled the Brewers. I mean, everyone who needed to win won yesterday. That's not going to happen today because we know how random baseball is. WNBA, quickly, the sky, close game late. Sky go on some ridiculous run and just hammer the Liberty. Tonight, you've got the Wings in Connecticut elimination game in Dallas. Don't be surprised. If Give me a winner there. Give there. me a winner. I'd take the Wings plus. All right. Me I mean, that's that not my play. Out. I'm not I'm not going to tweet that as my play because I've got a just a big fat one in, in baseball today. But okay. big. Fat. Well, I did. I did. I did take the Liberty plus seven and a half in a big parlay. Obviously, it didn't hit. Well, it didn't hit because they went on a 16 to nothing run or something. That's crazy. Connecticut lays six in that game tonight. Give me Dallas plus six. Put it in the books. Lock it. Stock it. Cock it. All of it. Roll it. Sunday, the storm opened up game one in Vegas against the Aces. Huge underdog money line. Vegas is plus 230. I think that Seattle's going to give them a run for their money because Vegas falls in love with the threes. And if they're not hitting it, Seattle's good enough to beat them. All right. So we'll tweet out the plays. I got to look at the card and study it a little bit. I can't just rush it because that's not what I do. Perfect. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. The plays will get tweeted today. Tomorrow's plays will also get tweeted out back Friday live. I mean, Friday is live for show because we've got not only preseason football, but the CFB season. College football kicks off Saturday. Back tomorrow. Peace. What's up? It's Skippy. You've been listening to BetQL picking fatties. If you like what you hear from Bish and myself, make sure you subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Leave a rating, and you want to keep coming back every day because we have new episodes being released seven days a week, and we're giving out 